Uh, hey everyone, and welcome to a, another special bonus edition of the Digital Moncast. Uh, I'm Joel, and uh, today I am joined by uh, an old friend of mine. Uh, uh, please welcome Jake. Hello, everyone. We were the Digi Destined back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> back in the original run of the show, uh, Jake and I were both huge fans of the show. Religiously watched, like yeah. anyone else that's probably watching the podcast. Yeah, I've, uh, I mean, I've talked about it a little bit, but like, I mean, we were, we were deep into it, like recording or like making our own all sorts stuff. of fan fiction. Oh yeah, wonderful um, stuff. Like the, we we went DBZ levels, uh, in terms of power. It was which, great. Yeah, which we really shouldn't be ashamed of because no. Digimon themselves kind of did too. Yeah, you know, after Mega came Ultra, and Omnimon might as well be Ultra. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's a, if you go to the wiki, there's so a bunch much. of. <laughs> I think they actually did try to come up with a name for it, and I forget what it was, but it was yeah. it was really dumb. It was like Mega Ultimate or something. I like ours, Ultra. Yeah, no, yeah, that, I, it, it makes sense, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I still have, still do. Yeah. So, um, yeah how how much did you keep up with the show after we kind of stopped watching it originally? Well, I've gone back and rewatched season one once or twice during college. Uh. Season two did the same. Oh, why? Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, there's still some good things in it. Once, if I remember right, once you get past like that original arc with Ken, yeah, I think it, I I grew to like it a little bit more. So the um, there's some mixed stuff when they get to the real world, if I remember. And like there's yeah. that there's that world tour section that's supposed to be really good. I haven't revisited it in a long time. But. Neither have I, but I remember enjoying some of it. And then season three, I still never finished. Yeah, me either. Uh, I think I think Fox kids like changed their scheduling or something, and it, they stopped airing it before I'm, it I'm ended. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And then they've had it on, like I think they had it on Hulu at one point or some I think other it still streaming is. service. And Hulu's I the only place to watch it. Digimon right now. Like It yeah. used to be on Netflix, and it's not there anymore. Well, I mean, we got to one point where it was Beelzebubmon, right? Or yeah, Beelzebubmon. That's right. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was Leomon's death there where uh, I stopped watching. It just yep. hit me too hard. I, I didn't see a Leomon <laughs> death coming. Uh, and uh, It was then, an unprecedented move. It, it was. No one could have predicted. But then season four, uh, I also watched. Yeah, see, that's um, further than not, I got. Yeah, not ever, I didn't ever finish it. Uh, but I liked some of the stuff that was doing although you know it lacked that of course digimon thing you know feel they were just yeah. power rangers or whatever at, yeah the I, end of I it. feel like i feel like nothing they've really done since season three really feels like it's got the same identity no no they just need to try new things it feels like in order to change it up or just keep it original when what they need to do is the roots right which i clearly like <laughs> it's working now yeah well that's the thing like they've got this but then they've also got appmon which is going now which from what i've what oh you don't know about this no, appmon yeah there's a there's a there's a season that they're doing right okay. now called appmon where it's all just 
cell phone app monsters. No idea. Never heard of it. Um, I <laughs> I wouldn't know about it if I wasn't doing the show, to be quite honest. Wow. Um, what I've seen and heard of it is they're super generic looking, like Digimon. Like It's not surprising it's, based on some of the more recent designs in like season five that I saw, maybe even season six. I don't know. Whatever yeah, no, it's like, it, yeah, just super generic, like phone app creatures and like it doesn't i don't know nothing i've heard about it sounds particularly interesting or like exciting Meh. but yeah i don't know they seem to be going all out with the nostalgia stuff because in addition to try i don't know if you know this but they're doing a like a stage show in japan i want to say i heard about it but you should elaborate okay so i mean it's like it's a live action thing where they've got you know actors on stage playing the digidestined and then the Digimon are, it's a combination of some of them are, I think, in costumes and some of them are puppets. Okay. Like marionette style puppets. So when the Digimon get into costumes themselves to be like hidden in the real world, those are going to be great moments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I wager. Like I, I'm i I'm hoping they go they go a route where they have a Digimon playing a human and a human playing a Digimon. Like that Should. would be, that would be higher. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's happened yet or is happening. I forget the dates on it, but we've seen some like pre-production stuff of it, and it seems like it could be kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Okay. And it's only in Japan. I wait. I mean, it's yeah, not I gonna mean, make its yeah, way it's, over here, but unless... it's one of those. It's one of those things. Like, I think they do it fairly regularly for animes. Okay. Over there, like. Okay. Well, so I mean, what year are we right now in Digimon? Because isn't Try and all of that? Isn't it because it's like the tenth anniversary or like the twentieth? Um, uh, yeah, something I, of like that. I, Is that why they're doing it? It. I don't remember when the show came out in Japan. I know it hit in the U.S. in '99. Okay, so it wouldn't be 20 years yet. Well, for us, it might be right. for them. Yeah, I thought that was a big reason to do this, and especially with the original team and everything like that. Right. Yeah, I'm actually not sure what like kicked off Try. Okay. Um, I'm just glad they're making it. Me too. It's been enjoyable in the <laughs> first two movies. I just uh. Rewatched Reunion. I, the first time I watched it was subbed, and I, I'm going to be honest, I did not like subs. Yeah, I. <laughs> so I, I don't like some of the some of the, I, especially the Digimon voices. I don't like how they do the Digimon voices in Japan. Yeah, because they they have that thing where it's the same voice actor for all their stages, which right. leads to super weird things like Anjuman sounding like a child. <laughs> like I don't like it. I just don't like reading the stuff when I'm trying to watch it. I mean, right, I watch I'm, other movies like foreign films and everything like that. And it's just fine, but anime and stuff has never clicked with me in terms of subs. So I, I made an exception because I couldn't wait to see Digimon, right? You know, the new stuff, and uh, after reunion, I stopped, and then I just rewatched it the, uh, yesterday, the reunion, right? Uh, and it was great actually seeing it and my gosh my inner fanboy just squealed <laughs> with joy when i heard uh ty for the first time again and heard yeah, it was I mean, the same voice actor absolutely the same like i have to feel like that's got to be joshua seth's just normal voice it like, is so they have special features on the on the blu-ray and you see joshua seth and does i mean doesn't look anything like i'd imagine does joshua he seth does he be, look like he's a stage magician he does because he is yes <laughs> but he talks and you hear ty and i'm like Huh. I, I want to see you. I want to meet you in person. And right. I really yeah. want to just talk, have a conversation with Ty. Yeah. Imagine having That's, drinks with Joshua. Seth. Yeah. That would be uh, wonderful. So, so maybe someday. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> he, it sounds like he doesn't have a whole lot going on other than this. So oh, I wouldn't mind having a magician as a friend and everything like that. Yeah. And I if mean, it could be Ty as well. Great. Yeah. 
Um, was he wearing goggles in the features? He wasn't. He uh, was not. Um, but he, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was it was Joshua Seth. I've never right, but, seen him before. Just took a special feature twenty years later to see him. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, they don't voice actors, especially for kids shows, didn't really get a lot of FaceTime with the cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what'd you think of the first episode overall? Reunion. I. It it was. I'm I'm trying to distance myself and you know let the nostalgia kick right. in and everything like that. But there were definitely moments where it was like really hard not to just lose well, yourself. Yeah, in it. I think the whole thing is successful reunion anyway because of the nostalgia. Right. Um. You know, it just throws you back in. Uh, it's very reminiscent. You're following Ty for the most part. You know, the leader of the group, and you saw him in Digimon the movie and stuff like that. That's who has been that that point for us, him and Agumon, and so. Uh, seeing his, I guess, plight uh, throughout this new emergence of Digimon and seeing the fear, that's something that they're touching on within these two things is just trying against their... um, against their crests you right know, he's right now fearful of the reaction to digimon and how and the dangers of it all and i mean it's fitting now that they're growing up they're a little bit more aware of that stuff and i like the themes of it for a now grown-up audience we've grown up right. with it and t- we're touching on it and the aftermath of it all is nice to see them actually have weight to yeah i mean it's it's a weird contrast from season one because something we observed a lot during the real world arc was the amount of death and destruction that gets completely (laughs) glossed over there is a scene with a nightclub they keep going back to all these people in this nightclub dancing and then a digimon destroys it and that's the last we see of it like i don't remember that at all yeah an entire building of people were probably killed well, all I remember is Bakuman there. And, uh, you know, just that wave of Bakuman. Like, does that have anything to do with, like, does, is there any reaction to this on the news during the show? Um, um yeah, like, yeah, so the news definitely, like, talks about it, you know, once the actual invasion happens or whatever. Okay. But it's weird because, like, they talk about um, there's these reports of, like, women being attacked because Mon is killing them and drinking their oh, blood. I remember that. Okay. And, yeah. but, like, for the most part, the Digimon don't get acknowledged much other than like, I mean, there's a handful of scenes of people like seeing when one actually attacks in public or whatever mm-hmm. and people freaking out. But like outside of that, like, yeah, there's not, they never really address all the like property that gets destroyed, the people who get clearly killed. And that and that's what I really like about this. And maybe it's because we're, I guess you can make an argument, we're seeing it from the children's views you know right. like they're not paying attention to the news they're not they're just paying attention to their friendship with each other well, and the threat and, and you gotta think Digimon. from their perspective in the original show like they'd been trapped in another world for months basically like fighting for their lives yeah. and they've been back in like their hometown for a few days you can imagine they're probably not like no quite focused on like property Right. Damage. I still remember how disappointed I was when they got to the real world for the Myotis Monarch. Yep. Uh, and it wasn't the same style as oh. when Ty went right. back after Edamon. I was they so... They couldn't afford... Like, I know, but The I only so reason that episode that. even looks the way it does is because um, I don't remember his name and I feel bad about that, but the guy who directed that was the guy who directed the movie. Yeah, no, that, and that's and exactly it was why basically, I love yeah, it was basically, the art it was basically direction a pilot, of the movie. Or like a... a Hey, I want to make this movie. Here's my proof of concept, or here's my, you know, yeah. audition for doing this. Like, uh, 
I think that episode is basically what got him the movie. Well, that it was a terrific episode. I loved that. And so yeah. when we get back to the real world and it with my oldest mind, right, and it was the same that. style. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's just adds to the weight. I think of this show. I love the art style of this because it's not that you know kids cartoon. They obviously have a much greater budget well, trying to and I mean to us. just just the difference of going to a modern anime style from the like style of the original show which was yeah yeah, that was a very like 90s kids anime style which is like and it was the on the lower end of the budget even for that like we pointed out on the show a lot but like the lack of animation and the like have you timed the digivolutions to see how much how long they like take an episode um well so there was there was an episode that aired that we published well i guess it wasn't recently anymore but it's still one of the latest episodes we've released um but when they the first episode when they get back to the digital world and like it's like showcasing the dark masters um like 50 percent of the episode is just digivolving like it is a complete filler episode and it's ridiculous yeah and uh so that's something that i don't mind in this and like the movie right like they jumped through it in uh in reunion even when they went to mega level with omnimon at the end the omnimon Um, sequence is really good yeah i i that was one of the few things i'd seen of the show before the dub came out um because it was on youtube and like just that that sequence is so cool like just a a small showcase for each of the stages and Mm -hmm. like it's really really well choreographed and like set to the music and and then you see just badass Omnimon come out and go toe to toe with Alphamon. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's it's quite the fight. I wish it wasn't as choppy as it was. Yeah. Like so, I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but yeah, that's that's the thing. Like they have budget for this, but they're movies, so like they have to really be like careful about where they're spending their money and that Mm -hmm. i feel like that really shows um i think in this episode even more than the last one absolutely these fights um, were not as well choreographed and like the first fight with kawagamon that was you know and all of the kawagamon really right that was very like i saw the movement and i saw the flow it was dynamic it was fluid and then there was a little bit of a downgrade to omnimon which i just imagined okay omnimon and alphamon they're just two be uh too powerful foes right. just the, be able to trade the decades most of kaiju of films and like tokusatsu stuff has kind of given them an out for giant monsters because <laughs> we've been kind of trained to expect like those fights to be really slow and deliberate because yeah. normally they're being staged by guys in very like uh, non-mobile suits mm-hmm. so like the yeah so the the slow heavy movements and stuff they can kind of get away with it there yeah and now in did uh determination now yeah like you were saying even less so yeah like uh, i the the fights were all right like it was definitely there wasn't anything as impressive like even the big showcase fight at the end i felt was it was fine for what was there but like they very clearly like had two or three big like clashes scripted yeah. out and that was it like they didn't spend a lot of time with it which mm-hmm. i'm sure was partly for time but mostly for budget um and I guess the, the disappointing thing for me there is they were cutting so many corners with animation elsewhere in the episode mm-hmm. that like I feel like there just wasn't a really good showcase for hey here's a here's a really cool set piece that can define this episode. Yeah, although there was no moment of Matt just listening to T- to Izzy talk about computer stuff for five seconds and no movement on the screen. At least there wasn't that. There were plenty of 
still montage scenes that yeah there were of, a, there were a lot of like yeah. photo album style like slideshowy mm-hmm. bits which i mean that can work like if if you do it in the right at the right time with the right like artistic bent like you yep. can get away with it but it was a little there was a lot of it mm-hmm. especially in the middle of the episode where i mean i guess a second movie or in this whole story arc kind of does start to feel like a Maybe it's the filler episode, you know, well, just set up. I feel it's, like I feel like that was a problem with the first one too. Um, like I I outlined it in my previous impressions uh, cast, but like I feel like the pacing was a real problem. Yeah, it, I I still think the only reason the reunion stuck with me as much as it did is because of nostalgia and we're back and we're seeing right. all of the Digimon. But if I that was like a middle episode or anything like that, or, or if, if this it was had just aired, if this had aired like a year years, or two after the movie, yep. like it would it have, would not have the same impact. No, no, and so I I'd be much more aware that things are moving slowly. That well, and it's <laughs> we're and missing it's, some of and that. it's weird to say that with this episode because I feel there was a lot that happened, mm-hmm. but the problem is a lot of what happened felt so inconsequential. Yeah, I like, mean, there were great moments with, especially with Joe, even yep. though he was getting on my nerves. Uh, <laughs> but the great moments with Joe and Mimi and uh, over on the boardwalk, just that—that's a great well, moment that didn't need a lot of animation. It was all just about them and their purpose, and right. I love that discussion. And I'm fine with them doing kind of character showcases per episode because, mm-hmm. like, they—they they can't have like all the Digimon showcased in every everything there's too many of them it's yeah. and they i mean they couldn't afford to animate all that anyway but like i think focusing on one or two is good and so like just having like this be the joe and mimi showcase last time was the like ty and kind of matt showcase mm-hmm. um pretty sure the next one is going to be izzy and sora sounds logical <laughs> um, wager. and yeah so like i don't i don't really have a problem with that um yeah some great character moments um I don't know. It's just, it felt like every time there was stuff relevant to the main plot, they would hint at things and never explain it. And like, oh. I wouldn't mind if it felt like they were, you know, setting up for reveals later, but mm-hmm. it really doesn't feel like that. It feels more like they're dropping little bits of backstory and wanting us to kind of fill in the gaps. Well, kind of jumping around in terms of the whole episode, we have that mysterious Digimon yep. that is just peeking around and we saw him peeking around in the first episode there's no evidence he's doing anything no no and i guess the most evidence we could see now is in the digital world uh at the end of the episode at the end of the fight with uh imperial german right uh is that he's just floating above there so my first thought was did he cause a um a vision not a vision a hallucination or whatever of ken yeah or, what is the deal of know, ken like did he teleport at the end there or was he like not real i with him not talking i'm inclined to start thinking he's not real right the the fact that they kept just like focusing on him like grinning and like not really reacting to stuff not really responding to stuff not communicating mm-hmm. definitely does feel like he's not and you'd have ken. to wonder why he is the digimon emperor again like, yep unless they're unless he's got the virus or whatever which would be a little odd. Why is he this character that he's been now a couple times? Right. Again, and that's kind of a reoccurring theme too. We have the whole Leo Mon thing, which we joked about earlier. Right. That's you know, um, and then a few other things that stuck out to us that are reoccurring themes that po- propped up this episode finally. Yep. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the fact that like I don't know, we, we were talking about a bit um off mic, but. The fact that the um, season two 
uh, characters. They show up in the very beginning of the first episode. It's one of my favorite things and, about yeah, the first like just episode. This, this weird, like, okay, this is where they are. Now we're going to ignore them. Yep. Moment. And the, the fact that nobody... None of the characters in the show seem to acknowledge that they exist until like until they saw Ken and were like, wait, is that Ken? Like that's the first time any of them have acknowledged any of those people. Yep, no Cody, no where's Davis? We you know we should go get him I mean, and to be, to be fair, nobody has ever said those words. No, where is Davis? Um no, but there there would be the question, especially with all these Digimon occurrences, like, why aren't we reaching out to them right now? Also, and- like the fact that Imperial Dramon was even there is a big question because how could there yeah. be Imperial Dramon without Davis and Vimon? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's just a maybe the maybe Vimon and Wormon have the virus. Um, sure. And Davis and Ken fell. I can't remember if Ken was one of the ones that fell in the in the reunion. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember I if he was, it was in that just intro Cody, either. Yoli and Davis. I, I want to say, but. I'm not, I'm not sure because if Ken isn't there, then maybe that was the real Ken. Why right. They it's, I mean, it's it's hard to say, and like they don't seem super like eager to give us answers Mm-mm. to stuff. And that's that's kind of the thing that's that's kind of bothering me about the pacing of everything so far is like they keep dropping these little hints, but they aren't giving us enough information to actually do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And they don't take any of the information we have been given and bring it in at later parts of the episode to help us to help, you know, create a timeline or a narrative. Well, we have five minutes or five movies each 90 minutes, you know, right. Pad it out a little bit. I suppose. Well, and that's the thing, like 65 of those minutes probably were like them, like going to a spa and planning a school festival and like the spa was great. Yeah, no, I mean, there were great <laughs> and there were some great scenes in there. Um, and everything, but the actual like plot that they keep hinting at and teasing, like the Digimon stuff, is just showing up these little set pieces that don't really feel super connected, don't really feel like they're telling a telling a story. And I'm I'm watching Game of Thrones right now. No I'm not gonna spoil anything. This is, you know, like I season five of Game of Thrones, but we're or episode five and season seven right now. Right. And the show is very slow, right. uh, you know, if it, you talk to anyone, it's so slow and everything drags a little bit. And that's one of my biggest problems with the show. I'm not the biggest fanboy about it, sure. but this is the second to last season. And suddenly everything's hitting the fan. It's like any RPG that you might right. play, you know, everything's you're going through the campaign and then suddenly, oh, well, we have a deadline to hit and here, yep. okay, here's the story. And I'm really worried that that's, what's going to happen with these movies yep. is because we're spending time getting to know this new character of uh Mako uh uh Me Me you know with Meme Mimi and Mako and Mekuman. Mako's there, so we gotta get to know her and Mekuman. And then we have all this other spa day and festival stuff and so that's season, that's episode two right yep. there. So what's gonna happen in episode three? Well Sora and Izzy. Episode four, possibly Episode four I'm gonna guess they're gonna go to the beach for half the episode. That's my prediction. I don't know anything about it. Um, I don't know that we've got a lot of details on it yet. I was going to say I'll write it down to keep record of that to see if it's right, but we're recording. Yeah, Uh, it's it's there for posterity. That's right. Uh, And then see episode five, this final movie, I I really am afraid that everything's just going to have to condense into stuff. Right. I'm worried it's going to be a mess of trying to wrap up a bunch of like disparate Mm -hmm. plot lines and like trying to make sense of a ton of like little hinted 
bits of information that were never and, really and this isn't like a huge plot web either but because they're making such little progress right I, I'm, yeah, they they keep doling out all concern. these they keep doling out all these little tidbits and i think talking about now i think i just hit on the problem of it is it's not like they're reviewing more and more pieces of a single puzzle mm-hmm. it feels like they're dropping these seemingly unconnected little nuggets of information here and there which is making it feel like it's going to be a lot harder to tie it all together when it comes time to do that. Yeah. Like by the end of the second of five parts, I feel like we should be not necessarily being able to put together all the pieces, but we should at least be able to start seeing some patterns or seeing some connections between stuff. Yep. And so far, it really doesn't feel like any of the stuff we've seen relates to one another. No, uh, the only thing that we have some idea of now is uh, Meikuman. Right. Yeah. Of it and well, I mean, yeah, Meikuman's clearly like important to key. all whatever's happening. Yep. Um, the virus and the stuff happening between the digital world and the real world are clearly connected, but that was kind of obvious from the start. More hints that Himokawa has something to do with Meikuman, I think, right? Yeah, I, no, yeah, there's, there, right? there's clearly, yeah, there's, she's she's very suspicious, and like, yeah, no, there's something going on with her mm-hmm. that like her partner doesn't know about that the show isn't really telling us about, um. Well, she was always just kind of static there in the first episode. Well, every, and the little parts that we saw her, she didn't really have any emotion. Yep. Now we're seeing a little bit more emotion in the early parts of Determination, and it's it, we get little hints at her history with what's it, his name? I can't remember now. I, um, I'm terrible the, with names. The teacher that is way too cool with the students yeah. you know, and way too high knowledge in the government, whatever. Um they have a history together, and we had this giant expo- exposition. Yeah, yeah she, started, she started giving her backstory out of nowhere for a little bit, which was weird. During this festival part that seemed so out of place. Oh, and then, like, yeah, like, they keep trying to set her up as this, like, stoic, like, no-nonsense. She grew up, you know, she is what the Digidestin maybe should be, is what I gather. Right, and, like, but, like, she's, she seems like, she seemed like she was all business and whatnot, and then they started trying to give her, like, these little hints of personality out of nowhere in this episode, and it felt really off-putting. And then she goes crazy, and she creeps out of the shadows, takes Meikuman, and sets her down, let me go get you a treat. Right, yeah. And then and- Ken comes... And then she's like, oh, no, I left her alone. I shouldn't have done that. And that it's like, was the weirdest, like, possible response or next, like, scene for her that I could have imagined. Right, I, yeah, I like, was a little confused that I missed something while typing up my impressions. Yeah, yeah, she, like, freaked out about having left her after, like, she very deliberately said, stay here and I'll be right back. Like, she knew what she was doing, which kind of makes me wonder if that wasn't for show. Oh, I... I my first thought was that it was for show. Right. And then I started wondering, well, maybe it's the whole virus thing. Maybe it's affecting people. Well, that's probably far-fetched. And maybe it's... Yeah, I don't know if we have evidence for that. It's no, no, not a at possibility, all. But, maybe, and maybe you know. that's the larger threat. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, and the whole Ken thing could be that, too, if that is what it is. Yeah. I, I, like I feel said, like we I can't don't even, think at all. We can't even speculate on no. Ken. There's... Just not enough information there. But, I mean, like I said, that was my original assumption was that she just was hiding it. You know, like, oh, trying to cover my tracks. And darn, she got taken or she goes crazy. It's the the old double agent. Like, yeah. So, meh. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, it's... I still really enjoyed it. Like, I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, Oh, yeah. Definitely. I I will say, like, this was my concern with the first... After the first episode because um, I talked a lot about the pacing and my my ultimate conclusion there was I 
feel like it was acceptable mm-hmm. for the first episode because it was basically a reintroduction to the characters. And yeah. more than that, it was a catch up for the characters. Like they had eight established characters that we knew that they had to like show us how they've changed in the past few years, like where they're at, what their you know deal is. There's a lot of like interpersonal relationships to catch up on mm-hmm. there. And like, and like you said too, it was very much dealing in the nostalgia and I feel like it was okay for it to indulge a little bit. Hey, kids, in, we're back. Right, da, da, yeah, da, da. indulge a little bit in, hey, here's, you know, yep. here's here's this, you know, this show that you remember so well. You know, let's just have some fun and being there. And it hasn't there. changed. It Still was Digimon. Yeah, it, it sucked how long it took to actually bring Digimon into it. Yep. Like, they definitely needed to get to that faster. But, like, ultimately, I didn't mind it being a little self-indulgent. No. But it can't keep being that self-indulgent for five episodes. Like, for five feature-length movie episodes. That's... Yep. That you get diminishing returns on that, and mm-hmm. we're already seeing that in episode two. We are. Um. So yeah, I. I mean, that's that's basically broad impressions of it. Uh, you, you. I know you took notes. Were there I any specific did. things you wanted to talk about? I am still so upset with uh, Mako and Mekuman. I made mention <laughs> of it before, and then they started calling her Meme, and we have Mimi. Mimi specifically is, gave her that nickname. I know. Probably because is, she wanted her name to sound more like Mimi. Possibly. Self-indulgence for Mimi was a highlight or was a theme for this yeah. episode. So it very well could have been. Um, what else did I write down? Um, Gomamon, heartbreaking this episode. Yep. And Joe, aggravating. Um, I will say this. This episode was a great showcase for the two best characters on the show, Gomamon and Tenpamon. Yeah, absolutely. We should have... What was my note here? We need to have a special, a Digimon special, Dinner with Tentomon. Yeah, my Dinner with Tentomon. Yeah. That would be... I I would watch that probably more frequently than Determination. Yeah, Tentomon (laughs) playing host to all the Digimon at Izzy's place was just fantastic. (laughs) He was so happy just to have all his friends there. What was one of the quotes that just stuck with me? Uh, I can't find it now. That's okay. Uh, Can't... Can't we get some jelly donuts? What did jelly donuts ever do to you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, just they, out. they like even in the original show, Tentomon was always one of the best. He had he had the best lines like yep. um, like sometimes they were terrible jokes, but like it was very well within his personality to tell them. And like he was such a great like counterpoint to Izzy, who was often so closed off and like not paying attention to other people. Mm-hmm. And like Tentomon was all about like trying to get the attention. And, yep. like, they totally keyed in on that here and, like, played that up perfectly. Yeah. And uh, another note for me was uh, I – so Mimi in the original show was my least favorite. Oh, she was I think very as a, one-dimensional. As you know, a 13-year-old boy or whatever watching the show, 12-year-old, whatever we were, uh, of course, I just didn't care for Mimi. Well, uh, honestly uh, – She's the, more of a caricature back then, too. Well, yeah, honestly, the girls – like, Soro had kind of the same problem of – they were kind of bland mm-hmm. compared. I mean, none of the characters were super deep. No, Matt probably being um, uh, the most inner demons wise, well, yeah, whether that Matt, makes him the best or, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that, the thing. But, Ty, Ty obviously got the most focus. Yep. And like they tried to do a lot with Ty, but for the most part, he just kind of came out as came off as a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, Matt, obviously, they gave the most actual development to. Um, but like. Like, Izzy and TK and Joe all had enough, like, into, like, Joe was trying to be the responsible one, like, because he was the oldest, and he felt, you know, he, 
he was and was also the one who was the most worried about everything so mm-hmm. like he was always trying to you know be responsible and yes, and we didn't really see growth in that aside from him being ex- accepting that he is a digidestin which is right. now we're treading old ground again with this yeah. whole story of determination this episode yeah i get what they were going for with joe but i feel like they really didn't the execution was a little off they yeah. they took too much time on him I feel like so selfish about it. Maybe I feel like this would have been a good arc for him in episode one. Yeah. But the fact that he wasn't around at all for episode one, except for, you know, a couple of moments where he showed up and dropped the fact that he had a girlfriend. And then for episode two to spend most of the time, most of its time retreading that he's blowing off the group. He's studying all the time stuff. And I don't know. It's, there wasn't enough plot there to, to support the amount of time they spent on it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like like you were saying in the original show, like Mimi was basically just the ditzy cowgirl. Yeah, of the yeah of these yeah, Japanese like, kids. Yeah, self yeah self self absorbed girl, and yep. Sora was just the bland girl. Like her entire character trait was girl. Yeah, yep. And yet in this now in determination and in reunion and a little bit that we saw Mimi, she's one of my favorite characters in the whole show. I I, yeah. I, mean, I have a soft spot for Ty, so he's always going to be <laughs> my, you know, my number one man. This, is, the, this is where you differ from the uh, I know, podcast. I know, but uh, <laughs> this is why you need me on there to, to, <laughs> I mean, to you're argue. Welcome, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> they won't want me after this. Um, oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> but uh, Mimi in this show has just, she has a, a little more maturity and just seeing her confidence, it, it's inspiring well, a little bit more now. What I like... What I like about what they've done with Mimi here is they took the little bits of personality she had of being the, like, always, she was always upbeat. Yep. And to a fault, really, almost, um, trying to, you know, just enjoy herself in whatever the situation was. Mm-hmm. Like, she had a couple of moments where she, like, the realities of being stranded in this in a strange world or whatever got to her and she kind of had breakdown but Mm -hmm. for the most part like she was just trying to make the best of the situation in a way that none of the others really were yeah and i really like that they honed in on that and like just really emphasized her like um like outgoingness and wanting to be the one like bringing the group together and like like yeah. she's the one who got them to all go to the spa yep. when she showed up like she brought treats for everybody mm-hmm. um like she's very clearly very much about like making sure that her friends are all having a good time yeah. and and it's not just it, it, it's not just about the friendship for me either that i'm seeing it's like you said in the original series it was this a little bit of a burden that she was so far away from the real world and her all of her amenities and everything yeah. like that but i mean now being a digi destined is just it's it's who she is right and there's no question there there's no doubt in her mind that this is what she has to do and she fully embraces it and makes sure make sure everyone's on board and is comfortable and so many of my favorite characters that i love to play in my like my D &D campaigns and like that are so focused on bringing everyone together and just bonding everyone and since she's doing that i just love it because that's what this team needs after being so separated for a while right especially since she was over in new york for the longest time yep 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 no i i really like what they were doing with mimi um also like if they've got to spend a bunch of time with this new character who of course is the trope of the like shy 
you know, unconfident new student. Pairing her with Mimi right away is just... Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sticking her with the most, like, outgoing, uh, extroverted character there and the one who is, like, for all the talk of her being selfish, like, she's not, ultimately. Because her her number, like, she's maybe not always self-aware enough of how aggressive she can be, but, like, she very much cares about making everyone feel accepted and involved and, like... She was the first one to attach herself to Mako. Right, and like a majority of this episode was her tr- spending time trying to make Mako Mako feel like welcome as a part of the group and mm-hmm. feel involved in stuff and trying to get her to come out of her shell more. And yep. like if you've got to spend a bunch of time with a new character, that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. I got to say, Leoman's presence in this episode kind of... Uh took took me for a loop a little bit especially yeah. early on with the combats uh, all the fights and how it was just deus ex leomon yeah how he kept twice showing, now yeah. it considering uh, how little digimon action we actually get it was really disappointed to constantly be teased with like some good digimon fights only to have him show up and just be like nope we're not doing that yet it all like laid the f- foundation for him to be in the episode later yep for some very funny moments between him and Mekumon, and then of course his the prophecy that a Leomon shall die, right? No matter what, it has it just has to happen. So right, you know, there's was, there's always a lighthouse, there's yeah. always a dead Leomon. Yep, it, it it fit. So it was nice to see that he did have a presence in this episode. So and- I just realized that they never resolved the Ogremon stuff. Like after he yanked him that last time, like then Ty just showed up with him later, and that was the last we saw of Ogremon. Okay, now I'm trying to think now where, because when, because Ken took him. So what happened, what happened to Ogremon at the end? I mean, like the last time we saw him. So the last time we saw Ogremon was the fight with Togemon. And then Leomon took him. Yeah, Togemon Togemon killed the helicopter. Leomon Leomon grabbed Ogremon. And then the next time we see Leomon, he's he's with Ty. Yeah, he's in an apartment uh, in the real world. So Leomon killed Ogremon (laughs) off screen. Well, if, you know, if he won't get better, just... Put him out of his misery, I guess. I know. mean, that's Old that's. Yeller? I, I was know. gonna say, I'm sure it's not the first time they've done that. Like, no, they they're they're like they're almost mythological in the whole. Like, that might be why Leomon had to die. There cannot be an Ogremon if there are right. There yeah, if Ogremon's dead, Leomon no... must also die so that they can yeah. return to resume their fight it, in the next life. That might not be why we might have hit on something big there. But yeah, no. So yeah, I I really liked his presence in the back half of the episode. Yeah. Um, him as the like babysitter for all of the um, younger Digimon and Gatomon. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I miss, I miss season one Gatomon when she joins the group and is just like exasperated with all these damn kids the yeah, whole time. She's definitely adopted all their childlike tendencies. I mean, at this point, she's been with them for years. Yep. I can't really blame her. But no. like, man, that dynamic was so great because you got this. Like, there was always this impression of. Or just being like, oh, God, I am too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what really disappointed me about the Leomon thing hmm. is that he went into the digital world at the end of the episode. Yep. And so then it was Imperial Dramon plus a virus Leomon versus Gomamon and Togamon. <laughs> like, that, like, that's not a fair fight. No, like, that... any In any realm, but I wish that virus Leomon would have maybe stayed in like the real world and that would have given those guys a little more to do or or something or i think what would have been cool is they've kind of been implying that the digimon or the virus are almost feral yeah 
um, if virus up Leoman would have been fighting Imperial Dramon too. Like he wouldn't have been fighting would have been with rather, Tog- like yeah. Togemon and Goman would have had to basically be playing defense of like avoiding both of them. But him being the distraction for Imperial Dramon until the others showed up would have been a much more sensible, I guess, way to handle it, that. And it would have been a an encounter, a sort of a fight that we haven't seen before, one with three sides, you know, right. that I think would have been a little more engaging well, than maybe what we and, got. And you could have gotten a really neat scene of him of like Togemon struggling against Imperial Dramon and then Leoman making an attack and Togemon thinking he was on her side, but then he attacks her too because he's feral. Yep. And like, that could have been really cool. I think so. Um, but yeah, no, the, the stuff before that where, yeah, where he had to show up at the, uh, at the festival in like a trench coat, hobo (laughs) carrying, yeah. Carrying all the, (laughs) all the Digimon. Oh man, it was great. Yeah. And really, just through the sight gag of like all the all the Digimon eating at Izzy's apartment or whatever, and like you know, excitedly sharing all this food and stuff, and Leomon just sitting there really stoically, <laughs> like just refusing to engage with any of it was really yep. good. Speaking of food, uh, I don't know if anyone watches It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but yes. Gomamon had a big Frank moment when he went up to Joe. Joe, can I offer you an egg in these trying times? With his soup? It was that's that was the immediate thought that came to my head, and it was wonderful. Yeah, like, um, yeah. I mean, Gom- total segue, total. No, like, no, Goldman, Goldman <laughs> is is in many ways a Frank Reynolds. You, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, which brings me to my biggest complaint about um, the try so far. Not a single marching fish to be found. No, you're right. He f- he fought against Imperial Dramon, and if he had extra numbers, if he would have brought if he would have brought in Fighting Fish Sentai team to help him out, that would have been amazing. That's a little disappointing now that I think about. it. I think you ruined determination for me and reunion. I, I mean, let's I I ruined it for me too. Let's be honest here. Like I'm not happy about this either. I'm not not at all. Especially that I, was Strike Two because Strike One was Genai. Right. I mean, can't can't deal with it. No, I mean, Genai's always strike one, no matter where he's showing up, yeah, what he's doing. I mean, he's I mean the worst. The, I mean, the pronunciation. Genai. What do you mean? How do you say it? Mm-hmm. It's Genai, like GIF. <laughs> there was a note. The one of the first things Ty says today is a Jiffette. You know, <laughs> be there in a Jiff. Oh and, yeah. And Ty just says a Jiffette. Yeah, I did not <laughs> understand that <laughs> I, joke. I laughed at that. I didn't either, but I thought that was funny. Um, the world on the knife. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt's yep. Matt's band um, continually evolving. That's great. Um, that's a. There's there were two. There's two great Matt moments in this episode. One is that like his band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is um, and this has come up on the podcast before, so I'm basically plagiarizing for myself. But um, Matt um, when the Digimon all get involved in the costume contest, and um. Oh, Make uh, Makumon <laughs> wins, and Matt is very upset that his son did not, not Gomamon? win. Not Gomamon? No, not Gomamon? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was half expecting the next scene to be him yelling at the judge. That would have been funny. That would have been real funny. But looks and, you know, talking about all the looks of everyone, this is a very... They're growing up, of course, but a yeah. very sexualized... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Digimon now for the adults because we have. Oh what, yeah, no, everyone's um, everyone's Izzy dashing his way over to the festival when he gets a risque pic of Mimi and her 
Oh yeah, yeah, uh, I know. Picture of a girl costume? dressed as a cheerleader. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, just running it's like forward to a to a teen boy. Yep. Uh, with a whole spa arc, you know, if you play Persona Four, like spa anime spas have been ruined for me after Persona Four. Oh, really? That's what ruined that, them for you. That is what ruined it for me <laughs> in the best of ways. They I were guess. they were they were perfectly fine before then. Yep. Uh, Rosemon. Yeah, everyone's everyone's like, second everyone's second big sexual awakening as a child. Like is is Rosemont, and now that we finally saw it, you know, she was um, there for the world to see. I okay. mean, we didn't see anything of Vikemon sexualized like that. Why Man, why, why, why didn't we? I mean, he has the two the two balls right on the chains that he's tossing around willy-nilly. Oh yeah, no, like uh, yeah, but, no, let's let's see some more sexualized Vikemon. Like he had it. He had it going. He's he's got so, the goods. Talking about the um, the varying qualities of animation or varying degrees of animation. Yes. Um, there's a moment towards the end of Rosemond's scene where she like lands, and they took the time to animate her breasts. No, that was in the evolution, the Digi evolution. No, it? no, there was a part at the end too. I noticed. Okay, where, I noticed like, it during the Digi evolution. Yep. I was like, okay, yep, there it is. Yeah, don't no, get anything no, like she, that with no, Vikemon. It was, it was, Tragedy. it was super obvious because it was one of those moments where they were doing the thing I always did in the original show of only animating what absolutely needs to be animated. Mm-hmm. And so like she was, she landed and her, they barely changed her model as she was landing, but, except for that one bit of movement. Well, I, it's going to be what brings in the f- non fans that sure, right, right there. And if only they had taken the time to animate Vikemon like that. Right. And see, I mean, that's the thing. Like I don't, travesty. I don't mind if there's some sexualized designs, like, mm-hmm. That's whatever. Fine. Yep. Um. There's definitely uh. We have short pla- towels on Matt and Ty yeah. in the spa. There's definitely a place oh. for that. Um. It's just the unevenness of it that I think is really the problem. Um. Yeah. There was. There wasn't a lot. Like it wasn't overly sexualized, but there was definitely bits, and I think it was almost for the most part, it was actually fairly like tasteful or at yeah, least no, I was never was, like sitting there like huh yeah was it was never uncomfortable boring. it felt it no. felt appropriate for the like age of the characters and the settings and stuff because yeah. there was the whole bit of the girls having to go onto the boys side to chase their Digimon and being super embarrassed and uncomfortable with it yeah um there was a under like a tastefully understated I felt moment with um Kari slipping and TK catching her <laughs> yep. like it was just this this small moment of of him like holding her or whatever that didn't get dwelled on they didn't nope. like go into it too much it was just enough um i actually really like what they're doing with tk so far i do um, too he's his personality like his personality is great like he he's like makes, a calmer matt yeah it which makes is what perfect, he should be it makes perfect sense the combination of what he went through and like the growing up he did in the original show mm-hmm. combined with having matt as a brother having him just be this like super chill like unflappable like problem solver kind of kid makes all the sense in the world. And I, I love that. Like he's, he's really calm. He seems like he's really in control of whatever social situation he's dealing with. Yeah. Um, I like how there's this sort of subtle, I like what's going on with Kari, TK and, um, uh, think about it. New girl. Oh, Mako. Mako. Um, in that, like, it's not being dwelled at. It's not being played for drama where like TK is being like, super friendly to her and like they're kind of framing stuff as if there might be uh yeah like, some like interest no there. Tr- but it's not triangle. right it's not it. building it as an actual romantic thing it's mm-hmm. just he's being nice maybe there's something there maybe there isn't kari's picking up on maybe there's something there but she's not being jealous or weird about it no nope. it's 
refreshing. Yep. I, I agree that I don't need that stuff in five episodes or right. five movies and thrown in. Really, and... I don't need that stuff the way it's normally done, period. It's been right. done to death. Right. Just make sure we know that how close these characters are and we're able to see why. And that's right. That's really where it comes down to for yep. me. Yep. There's enough there for shippers to do what they want with it. <laughs> yep. Speaking of which, I got to go on AO3 later and find out how much uh, Mimi Mako content there is because there's definitely enough material in this episode to fuel that ship where what, what? Uh, archive of our own i do not know that oh um <laughs> hey um you should you should talk to my co-host julie sometime and you will not not know about I it i will okay <laughs> sure sometime i will we'll have a whole nother digimon podcast with me and uh you can oh, yeah, tell no, me all oh, about it oh dear god if we just merge <laughs> the digital moncast and fan fiction radio theater oh that's a bad idea um yeah, no, it's a, it's just a, like a fan fiction site with a focus on romantic fix. Oh my! So yeah, I'm, I'm curious what that tag brings up, just because I feel like there was enough content yeah, in that easily. episode to feel it. Got to be something. I mean, there's a lot of scenes of them hugging and like blushing at stuff the others done. Um, like you could definitely code it towards a relationship if you wanted to. I'll leave that to the experts. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I just want to enjoy my Digimon. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't think there's going to go for any like serious romance plots. Like they straight up stated that Joe has a girlfriend and we've never seen her. Yep. But they're setting up Izzy and Mimi. Oh yeah, no, there's definitely yeah. there's definitely I'm like trying, Izzy Izzy's into Mimi for sure. I'm trying to remember the final photo in season 2 of Digimon and seeing them all as adults. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if anyone ends up with one another. And I don't I, think there's they, not a, well, they didn't specify to me. They didn't like, they, they talked about what everyone did when they yeah. grew up, but they did not talk about relationships as if I recall. Okay. Well, I'm guessing all that's kind of out the Which window. I'm, I would hope so. I, I really, I hope. did not like the ending of season two at all. No. Nice little bow for everything. And there you go. And that's the, those are the best. Endings. It was a, it was a very Harry Potter ending and that's yep. not a complimentary comparison. No. Any other thoughts, like specific thoughts? Uh, Tentomon with the, uh, with another winning quote, it's the least I could do, and the most, <laughs> and it's all most I will I'll do. do. Yeah. yeah, and it's all I'll do. Uh, Ty's hair is still fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I I pointed it out at some point during the uh, episode uh, as we were watching, but they updated everyone's designs to be much more modern anime. So none of the crazy hair, which the anime as a whole has kind of moved away from. Yep. Um, but they kept Ty's hair almost identical, and it's. Both incredibly out of place if you actually think about it, but also perfect. I agree. It's I wouldn't want Ty to change. No, that's his hair. He's got the goggles now, and he's it's, got. It's a very iconic, like yeah. character design. Yep, and he's got Joshua Seth. Yep, so I'm set. I'm all happy in my Digimon world. Um, still not super happy of most of the new voices, but I'm getting used to them. Yeah, it's just something you kind of have to deal with i mean the most shocking was joe's and joe, I, I don't mind it at all like i, I, I felt like joe gabumon and Biumon are the worst yeah um gabumon's just nowhere like i could do a better gabumon than <laughs> what that guy's doing and um Biumon just sounds too childish mm -hmm. and like they're definitely they're definitely doing more with the like rookie digimon our children angle than yeah. they did in the original show. Like in and I, I believe kind of in the Japanese that. I believe in the Japanese version, um 
they played that up a lot more. Like that was way more of an overt thing. Okay, because um, I'm not a big fan of it. Because I liked in, when they could have the discussions with their Digimon. You know, like the yep. philosophical ones. I know yep. we had a little but, bit of that with Gomamon this episode, and I think Agumon and last episode yeah the the balance of it in the original show i thought was pretty good because it was less that they were childlike and more like they were just really naive like there was a lot of stuff they just didn't understand right um they they they're just too dumb in this too often yep i'd agree i mean them just we know they're hungry we know they're all about food but yet i mean they were in the original series but here it's almost like a we you know we the, can't operate without it it's, and it's just it, get, it you is. get the feeling that you cannot trust them without somebody watching them and that's not the impression you get from them originally that was one of the annoying things about mako and makuman in this episode was i i can't find her yeah Where no is like she, she like, wandered off for like 10 seconds and yeah. it was this huge freak out it's like yeah. you're in a enclosed space like she's two rooms over at most like she can't have gone anywhere and sure the one the last time in the episode that she goes missing she got taken by the Digimon Emperor, sure, you can make that argument, but I think it's all. I mean, that's uh, that's that a one in a million, right? That you can't, <laughs> you couldn't have known that was going to happen. Although the government clearly expected it. Yes, too. they did. I think that that's it for my impressions. All right, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, overall, I still really enjoyed it. I think the, I did too. I think the problems from the first episode are definitely still there. I I do have one more thing. Those who seek true power must seek the darkness, then move past it. Yeah, that sounds like something a GM would drop in, like, session three, and nobody would ever figure out what they meant by it. Well, that might be what happens until the end of episode five here. Um, What do you think it means? Do you think it has anything to do with their mega evolutions, like Izzy thinks? Um, If anything, I would say maybe, like, there's some... I think maybe it has something to do with the infections. Okay. Like, there's there's gonna be some Deus Ex Machina at the end where one of the infected Digimon fights through the infection or something and comes out the other side stronger in some new form or something. Maybe that's what happened to Alpha Mon. I don't know. Right. Okay. That that might be it. I mean, God, I'm still it. so disappointed that the like the pun of the Alpha Mon fight is lost in the English version because in J- in Japan he's called Omega Mon, not Omni Mon. Right. So it was okay, Alpha, Alpha and, and Omega. Omega. Yeah. I, I just assume that I mean I pieced together the pun and I'm a right. moron, so mm. I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's just disappointing. Oh, there was that's something I do want to bring up. There was that um that conversation with Matt and Ty that hinted at like why they're yeah, so why at odds Omni-Mon or whatever. Matt, yeah, like Matt was all mad at Ty for like like some failure of Omnimon that doesn't really match up with anything we've seen. So I'm wondering if maybe there's something that happened off screen, like Prior to all this, my assumption was just that they let Alphamon get away. But I like the idea that there may be a, another story between. Well, um, he specifically used the yeah. phrase "Omnimon uh, failed, failed to digivolve." Is that what he did? That's what I heard. Okay, I just and heard. I, why did I, I was super Omni-Mon confused failed. because it's like, no, he totally digivolved. Yeah. Like he, yeah. It's like, and um, what, do, do you remember the season two movie? No, I try very hard not to. Okay. Well, I'm trying to remember if there was anything there that mattered. Well, no, because Omni, no, because Omnimon, because Omnimon was only there right to away. help Imperial Drummond Paladin mode. Yeah. Because it's all about the season two guys. Well, I'd prefer it another like hidden story in there. Yeah. That, no, I I really like the idea that there's something that happened between those two like that we haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. 
Because, yeah, I guess now that I think about it, Reunion was, oh, hey, you know, like, we got our Digimon back and everything, but it wasn't like they've been gone for years, I right. guess, or at least... Well, it's been a few years. Yeah, but... It... um, Because I'm not 100% sure on the timeline, but assuming that the... Well, actually, no, I do know the original show took place in 1999, because yep. we specifically see the calendar in Ty's house. Yeah, um, it was, it was August, actually, we just recently passed the... um the Digimon day, like the day they went to summer camp. Cause okay. it was August 8th, maybe. I don't remember now. It was August. Yeah, but it was, it was right. early August. And, and um, the calendar in yep. this episode showed 2004. Yep. And so if we assume like season two was what, a couple years later. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how much they'd aged up. So it would have been like early, very early 2000s. So this has probably been two or three years since. Yeah. The I'm events just saying, of, let's say the last movie. Yeah. I'm just saying it to me, it sort of felt like, it was less time, like, in there. Yeah, well, yes, we're happy to see well, you guys. But. The thing is, like, a three-year gap, that's plenty of time for some Digimon shenanigans to happen. Yeah. Like, and I know there's... I I'm pretty sure there's... um. Okay, so there's some audio books, or, like, audio plays, kind of, that okay. came out for Digimon that are, um, like, side stories or whatever, stories that didn't appear in the show. Canon? As far as I know. Okay. Um, And, like, there's been stage shows. There's been other media featuring these kids so it's pretty easy to just work in a hey the digimon showed up through some portal for this adventure like you could do a 30 minute short taking place at any time between the second digimon movie and this i can get behind it so yeah there's definitely there's definitely space for history that we haven't seen and i'm curious if they're going to expound on that more i hope so maybe in a little raindrops like just right well little... it's, that's going to be the nature of it because yep. again like they just the format of this just doesn't lend itself to a serialized storytelling for a group. No. Like, in a 54-episode anime, absolutely you can do that. Well, at least the group of their size. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Um. So, yeah, like, so it, we're getting bits and pieces of specific character pairings, and mm-hmm. that's just the na- going to be the nature of it, yep. I'm sure. Beginning of the episode, everyone has to say their one line, Yep. jump around to each character, and then, okay, now we can get moving on. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, um, so yeah, uh, if you don't have anything else, I guess we can wrap this up. Um, That's it. Yeah. Um, thanks for doing this with me. It was great watching this with you. Um, I haven't yeah, watched Digimon together in ages. In years, this was um, this was a trip down memory lane. Yeah. Um, it was great having you on. This was this is longer, but way more. Um, I think organized, or at least way more flowed way better than me trying to do this by myself. I hope so. Um, and yeah, if you ever want to be on the podcast, um. In all of you my are, free time, yeah, I certainly will join. Super one welcome. Of these one of these days, I, I mean, will we have to watch the episode. I mean, we we can figure it out. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, we're already coordinating across ridiculous time zones. We we it's can true. figure that out. That's true. Um. So yeah. Um. So yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining me, and thank you, listeners, for joining me. Um. Hope this was interesting. Uh. If you haven't seen it, the show it's available now on dvd and sorry Blu-ray. we spoiled it um yeah i mean i you probably should watch it before you <laughs> listen to this um but i mean there's plenty of great stuff in there like i don't feel like you're you know not gonna enjoy it now if you've listened to this no there are tons of good moments um and honestly the the plot is so minimal i guess that i don't know if there's a lot to spoil but uh yeah, um, I definitely recommend checking it out if you like Digimon, and if you don't, I don't know why you're listening to this. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, you know me, I don't like sign off. So we're just going to end this. Bye. Yeah.